Welcome to the Unabridged Podcast. I'm Ashley. And this is Jen. Join us for bookish episodes and check out our website, unabridgedpod.com, where you can find lots of new bookish content to grow your TBR. Sign up for our newsletter to find out more about online book discussions and upcoming events. Find us on Patreon for extra unabridged content. Join us on Instagram and Facebook at Unabridged Pod and message us there or see our website to get plugged into the Unabridged community. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unabridged. This is episode 247, Love is in the Air 2023, because we have done this topic before. Today, I just want to remind everyone that Ashley and I have been making a real effort to boost our Patreon again. So every month we have great content on there. We release an extra episode every month in Patreon. If you're interested in finding out more, you can go to patreon.com slash unabridged pod and you can see the episodes that we released, which have been some great adaptations. We've talked about our unabridged sweet 16, which we had going on last month. And yeah, we just share a little bit of extra content. Some of it is more or less bookish than other content, but it's a lot of fun. It's a little less edited than what we release in our normal feed, which can be fun as well. Edited both audio wise and in what we say. So yeah, (laughs) check that out. And it's a great way to support the show. You know, we're a small business and this is our second job for both of us. So yeah, any support you can offer is much appreciated. So again, you can get there on our website or you can just go directly to patreon.com slash unabridged pod. All right, to get our episode started, we're going to do our bookish check in. Ashley, what are you reading? So one of the things I'm reading is Michael Schur's How to Be Perfect. This one, I'm listening to the audio thanks to Libro FM. And it's a lot of fun if you have watched The Good Place, then a lot of the characters from The Good Place, the actors from that, make small appearances in this book. And so they pop in and read quotes and have little statements and stuff. And so I've I've really enjoyed that. I loved The Good Place and watched all of that. And so that's been fun. And... What Michael Schur is really exploring is where we are in modern day philosophy and how it impacts our daily life. And so he, in a pretty layman way, goes through really the three major philosophical perspectives that continue to influence kind of modern thought. And so some of it is familiar. uh, Some of it I have not visited in a long time since I was in college. And some of it I think is more kind of Cote DN. And so you're, you know, hearing about it in the news and stuff like that. But basically, I think that it's a really interesting time to be exploring where we are with things like morality. And so especially as we are continuing to deal with COVID and look at how something like a pandemic that affects an entire world, what that means for us, but it also applies to lots of other kind of daily decisions that we make. And so a lot of what he's looking at is how do we know the right thing to do and what do we do with that information? And so I am loving it. I uh, have not done a lot of this kind of nonfiction in a really long time, but Michael Schur makes it really approachable. He makes it 
engaging for the reader. I'm loving the audiobook. I think it would be good on print as well, but I think that it is definitely clear that he knows an audience, knows how to tell a story. It's definitely, you know, fun to listen to. It has all these little footnotes that are hilarious and it's just really well crafted. And the audiobook is really well crafted. Like there are a lot of, you know, sounds that are incorporated in, like I said, the voices and things that just they considered it a production that was different from the book itself. And so that's been really fun. So again, that is Michael Schur's How to Be Perfect, The Correct Answer to Every Moral Question. And I am really enjoying that one. And I recommend it on audio. Yeah, I love that one so much. I've thought about getting a copy for my classroom because I have some students who are interested in philosophy. And I think it would be an approachable introduction to philosophical ideas. Yeah, I really liked the voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like what I'm enjoying about it is just that it does get into some things that I think are really helpful for us to consider, but not in such a dense way Mm -hmm. as a lot of the other philosophy things that I have read in the past. (laughs) What about you, Jen? What are you reading? Well, I am reading Cormac McCarthy's The Road, which is a book I have read a lot. I used to teach it every year, probably from the year after its publication till I left my first school. So like for a decade, I was reading it every year. And then it has been since I left the classroom, since I read it. So it's been five or six years. And Read with Tony is doing a buddy read and I decided to join and I was a little apprehensive because it is a book I love. It is a post apocalyptic novel about an unnamed father and son making their way through a very desolate landscape. And I just wasn't sure how that topic would strike me after some of the things that have happened in our world in the last few years, but I am loving it all over again. I think McCarthy's writing is absolutely amazing. Every sentence just resonates. And I think the way he writes the relationship while There is a lot of horror in the world. The relationship between the father and son is so beautiful. I'm loving it all over again. So if you haven't read McCarthy, I think this is a great place to start. He's one of my favorite authors I recently read. He has two new books that just came out that are paired novels. And they sort of made me consider going back and rereading his backlist. This is The Road is the only book of his I've read more than once. But I've read all of them and appreciated all of them. But I feel like, yeah, it may be time for a McCarthy reread at some point. Anyway, Ooh, yeah. so yeah, so that is Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Yes, I absolutely love that one, too. That was one of the first books I remember bonding with Jen over because uh-huh. I had taught it as had she. And so that was one of the times where you're like, oh, we both love this author. And Let's talk all about that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I stole a great unit plan, unit idea from Ashley for that one, too. <laughs> so I taught it for many years. And then she came to teach at my school and was like, "Ooh, this is what I did. And it was great. Anyway, if you're a teacher <laughs> and would like to know more, feel free to email. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, I am going to switch gears now. So we're going to talk now about love is in the air, about romance novels. February always seems like a great time to take on this topic, though I know both of us read romance throughout the year. And we do have quite a history of doing this every year. So we'll link some of our previous episodes because I think our recommendations from those years still stand up. But yeah, we wanted to recommend some new romance novels that we have read. 
So this is a topic that's popular year after year, which is why we continue to revisit it. So we know there are a lot of you out there who love romance too. So, all right, Ashley, what is your recommendation for 2023? Yeah. So when I was thinking about this one coming up, I was like, oh gosh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about because I have read, first of all, I feel like Well, I didn't read a lot. I've talked about that. I didn't read a lot for part of 2022. So I just total had less books that I read. And a lot of the ones that I was enjoying were more, they weren't really in the romance vein. But then also I read several I really did not particularly Mm. like. So then it was both that like, I felt like I hadn't read very many. And then I read several I just did not enjoy. And I was like, ugh, I don't, this is not working for me. But recently, I have read just in the last couple months, I have read several that I really loved. So the one I'm going to go with is Julia Wayland's Thank You for Listening. And I absolutely loved this one. I listened to this one on audio also, thanks to Libro FM also. There's a thing here. <laughs> I'm, having some, I'm having some good luck with my audiobooks recently. But I, a lot of you who listen to audiobooks or who follow up with the podcast know Julia Whalen from being an audiobook narrator. So I have listened to many of her audiobooks that she's read for other authors. And so I actually was surprised. I did not realize that she wrote her own work. And when I saw her on the list, I was like, oh. And then I also jumped to the conclusion. I think this is an interesting bias. But I immediately jumped to the conclusion that she was writing a memoir. Because I guess because I didn't think of her as, as a mm-hmm. fiction author, which is silly. It is a fiction book. It is not, it is not in any way a memoir. So I, like I said, I wasn't sure what to expect. And again, I because I love her so much as an audiobook narrator, I think I didn't expect, I don't know, I, apparently I had a lot of like, <laughs> low expectations going into this. It was brilliant. Um, so just to give a quick summary, this one, or, you know, to kind of tell you a little bit about it. This one, the main character is Swanee Chester, and she is an audiobook narrator. And not a memoir at all. But of course, something that Waylon obviously knows a lot about. And so she is an audiobook narrator, and early on in the story, we find out that she used to read romance and, like, you know, pretty erotic romance. And then she had gotten out of that field, and she really was reading a lot of other things that were more kind of mainstream fiction. And she, when she had done the romance, had she'd read under a pseudonym for those books but then she reads under her own name for these others. So, which is significant to to what happens early on in the story. But anyway, she is an audiobook narrator, but we find out pretty quickly that in the past, prior to starting her audiobook career, which she's been very successful with, she was a up-and-coming actor. And so we start kind of unpacking that. And she has a really, really great best friend. I mean, again, there's a million things I loved about this book. But she has this really amazing best friend who is wildly successful, kind of recently wildly successful in her acting career. And we see that Swanee is both happy for her, but also has some things to unpack as far as what's happened for herself. You discover very quickly that she has had an accident. It is very unclear for a long time what that accident is. But you do know that she had an accident seven years prior that severely damaged her face. So she no longer has any eye socket on one side. And 
in that space, like her whole face has changed shape. And so she wears an eye patch and is really affected by that. So all of that ties into how her career changed and also these feelings that she's carrying for what she can do and can't do and the limitations she feels she has because of this profound accident that's really shaped her life. So that's going on. And early on, she goes to this dinner and encounters a random guy who she really hits it off with. And again, this has been a rare experience for her post-accident to she's kind of given up on that also. So there are a lot of things we find that she's kind of given up on after this accident. But anyway, they have this great encounter, but then he leaves. He's going to the airport. He leaves and they kind of lose touch. Also, she has an ailing grandmother who is an amazing character. That was another thing I just absolutely loved about the story. So her mom, her grandmother is this amazing, amazing character, but she has Alzheimer's and it is really affecting her. And so because of that, she's in a, a kind of, she still has a lot of autonomy, but she is in a memory unit and her ability to take care of herself is slipping as her ability to remember is changing. And so there's a lot going on there. So that was another, there's just a lot of different, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit here, but I'm going to focus on the main point. But basically there's a lot of different threads that I think work really nicely in this book. And a lot of it is about Swanee coming to terms with where she is in her life, where her grandmother is with things and what all that means for her future. But anyway, the last piece I wanted to leave you with is just that the other thing that's happening very early in the book that involves some pretty hilarious scenes is that her long-term producer who kind of helps with all of the audiobook stuff is trying to get her to read this last romance book. And it was written by an author she had a lot of admiration for, who she absolutely loved, who had passed away. And the author had specifically wanted her to do the audiobook along with another person. And so to do the male part. And so she's saying, like, I've gotten away from this. I'm not going to do this. I said I was never going to do this again. But she does really love the author. She wants to honor her wishes. And so then she's kind of getting sucked back into that also. So all those things are going on. I just absolutely loved it. I was captivated by the story. And Julia Whalen does read it, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So again, it is Julia Whalen. Thank you for listening. And I thought it was fantastic. So if you're looking for a good romance, that was one that surprised me and that I just thought was amazing. Yes, I love that. I actually read that in print and I'm tempted to go back and listen. But the banter in that book is so good. I mean, on the page, even it just came to life. It was so much fun. I yes. Oh, my gosh. It, yes, it, it was great. I mean, I I read it right as the uh, right around the turn of the year. And I thought if I had read it at a different time, it would have been one of my favorites because I just thought it was a fantastic book. What about you, Jen? What's your recommendation? So I really debated because, again, I do read a lot of romance and I had some authors that I've read a lot of last year. But the one who really stood out was Mariana Zapata. And she is a self-published author who has found a great deal of success. Most of her books are available on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have that service, you have easy access there. And they are, when I say slow burn, I do not know if that fully (laughs) explains the build of these books. They are quite long for romance books. They are like 500 or more pages. And often it is, I would say, 90% of the book 
before the couple actually gets together. And I I have read several of these as buddy reads. And what that means is sometimes it's very frustrating because you want the quick romance, you want the fast pace. But what I love about it is you actually see the couple who is the focus of the book get to know each other really well before they jump into a romance. So it is not love at first sight. In fact, a lot of times I would say these are more enemies to lovers, though often I think that oversimplifies the relationships in these, but often the main characters, instead of a meet cute, they have some sort of early conflict that they have to work through. I would say in all of them, the depth of the character. So they're all, I think this is right, that all of them are from just the woman's point of view. And she, you know, eventually falls in love with the man who is in the book, who is the other half of the couple. And yeah, so I I really love them. I had a hard time deciding which one to recommend, but I'm going to go from Lukov with Love. And this one, most of hers are standalones, but this one does have, there are some loosely connected books that come later that have to do with the same family. But the, the main character in this one is Jasmine Santos. And she is a competitive figure skater who has never quite broken through for a variety of reasons. And she is now at the upper end of the age where you can really become a successful figure skater. She's a pair skater, I should say, where you can become a a successful figure skater. Originally, she was going to be a singles skater, but now, you know, because of certain things that happened, she's become a Paris figure skater. And at the beginning of the book, her longtime partner has basically dumped her. And so she thinks her career is probably over. And she, you know, she's pretty upset about that because her family does not have a lot of money. Her mother is a single mother and has sacrificed a lot to make Jasmine's career happen. And she feels that she has really let down her family who is, you know, and she has a lot of siblings who didn't always get to do what they wanted to do because their money was going towards this training for Jasmine. Well, unexpectedly, she gets an offer to join a a pair there is a man, Lukov, who, Ivan Lukov, who, his, there's some, I can't remember now, but there's something wrong with his partner, and she is going to be unable to compete. And so he asks Jasmine if she'll join him in the next year of competition, but it's only for a year. It's clear it's only for a year, and then he's going to go back to his other partner. And they have a long history of really disliking each other. So Jasmine is friends with his sister, but he has always been a jerk to her and he's very grumpy. There are a lot of grumps in Zapata's books. He is very grumpy and she just does not even understand why he would reach out to her, but she is interested in saving her career. And so she agrees. And she's thinking of this as being like a stepping stone to finding a a partner that she can be with long-term. You can imagine where this goes, but again, what you see is this surface knowledge of the other person, and then as that deepens, it's just really great, and I love figure skating, so this is the one I picked. I was reading this, you know, while watching the Olympics, and it was so much fun to be reading the story about figure skating while watching competitive figure skating, and yeah, it's just a great book. Again, I love supporting the self-published author. Now, she she has 
had a great deal of success. So you'll see a lot of people online talking about her. But yeah, so officially, I'm recommending Mariana Zapata's From Look Up With Love. But I think all of her books are well worth reading. That sounds great, Jen. I haven't read any of her stuff. And I don't often read it. That made me realize that a lot of times the romance does have two voices and they do often things develop more quickly. So yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's frustrating because you're like, I just want to know what he's thinking right now. But because you're so immersed in, yeah, the female protagonist perspective. Anyway, they were a lot of fun. All right. Well, I know I am planning to put together a bookish fave of some other recommendations because I have some other books I would love to shout out. So you can look for that. And we would love to know what romances you would recommend. So you can email us unabridgedpod at gmail.com or reach out on Instagram at unabridgedpod and let us know what you'd recommend. We are going to wrap up with our give me one segment. Give me one feeling about Valentine's Day, Ashley. (laughs) If I had to sum it up in a single word, I would say overrated. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we don't do much, but it is one that I feel, I always feel a little bit guilty, especially (laughs) after having kids, that like, I don't do anything. So then I, I have, apparently I have a lot of feelings about it, but basically I feel like it's overrated. I think that unfortunately it evokes a lot of not great feelings for people instead of I think the intended feeling of you know feeling loved and Mm -hmm. welcome and warm instead I think that sometimes and so that's why early on my life partner and I were like we're not doing anything and just made a decision because otherwise I think that there's this um, complicated set of feelings Mm -hmm. where you're both like oh it's not a big deal but also then you expect someone to do something maybe And so, so the, and I think that's hard for, you know, for teenagers and for people who are dating and stuff like that to navigate. So, yeah, I think I have a lot of feelings about it, actually. And I mean, I like how there's been a movement toward celebrating friends and things yeah. like that. Galentine's Day. Kind of, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that sentiment helps. But I do feel like it's kind of, unfortunately, I think, doesn't accomplish maybe what would the intended purpose was. What about you, Jen? What's your, what is a one feeling about, give me one feeling about Valentine's Day. (laughs) Yeah, it's really not a big deal for us either. Like, yeah, we don't really do anything for it. I mean, for a long time, it was sending our kids to school with Valentine's for their entire class, which is you got it fine. Um, But (laughs) I mean, the biggest tradition I have associated with it is that my dad every year would bring home conversation hearts for my sister and me. And made my mom promise after he died to continue doing that. So I have that fondness, but conversation hearts aren't really good. And so it is definitely much more a gesture at this point than it is. Yeah, it's it's a tradition (laughs) that was really, really sweet. But yeah, I mean, it's just not a big deal in our family. So yep, same here. But yes, we do get a lot of the bags of Valentine's that come home that I'm like, what do I do with this? Yeah bag of stuff every year but that's okay yeah that's right but if you enjoy celebrating it go for it i think it's one of those holidays that everyone can make up their own mind about i do agree though i like the move toward not just making it about romance but making it about celebrating other relationships that are important so that's nice all right everyone well thank you so much for listening and we will have a give me one prompt on our Instagram feed. So tomorrow, if you want to let us know your feelings about Valentine's Day, we would be happy to hear them. Thanks again for listening. 
Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for ways to support us. To get more involved, you can sign up for our newsletter, join a buddy read, or become an ambassador. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.